This is Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara from American Financial Security and American Financial Investments, a registered investment advisor. With the variety and sheer number of investment choices available and the new tax laws phasing into effect, are you financially prepared for retirement and saving in taxes the way you want to be? For many years, Ron and Barbara have been an integrated financial and tax preparation and planning firm, providing their clients not only with ways to make money, but also to keep more of it. Listen in as they discuss common financial questions and concerns and provide the facts on the new tax laws going into effect for individuals and businesses. And now, here are Ron and Barbara to help you find out how to move towards a more informed and confident financial future. Well, welcome to Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara. Hey, hello, Ron. Hello, Arizona. Happy late morning and early afternoon. Yes. Our new time slot here at 12 noon. So, you know, one of the things we've been talking about all year long, Barbara, and we spent a really nice discussion last week with DJ Phone, Mm -hmm. um, Talk of the Town. Right. Talking about this new Tax tax Cuts cuts and Jobs Act. And TCGA. Mm Mm-hmm. J-A. Just <laughs> like J-A. J-A, what? But anyway, the new tax plan and everyone and the income that they are earning this year or the income that they're taking mm-hmm. and spending this year, it's going to affect everyone. Absolutely. And unlike, unlike what the media is saying, part of the media is saying, oh, no, this no one is going to get a benefit from this. Um, couldn't be more wrong. Exactly. Um, there is a benefit. There's some good. and There's the good, the bad, and the ugly in there, depending upon whether you're looking at all aspects of the new individual tax, the new angles for small business, or the corporate tax changes that went into effect. Depending upon your perspective, there is a little bit of good, bad, and the ugly out there that we can all find. But by and large, if you look at what that tax plan is was intended is intending to do first and foremost as it relates to corporations and businesses it was let's get the government out of your hair unleash the power of business and by reducing the corporate tax to a flat rate bring our large corporations into a better position to be competitive worldwide and, and really what we've seen this year as a result of all of this is mm-hmm. it really has stimulated business and the economy uh, in the United States in a very good way. Absolutely. So, and what are some of the other reasons why this Tax Cuts and Job Act um, was developed? The other aspect of that is front and center on our middle class working families to give some stimulus well to re to give energize a middle class again who has has had wages suppressed or has been waning as a as a class they've really been under the gun and so the changes that were made to the income brackets to the taxes to some of the credits those are really mostly in mind of aiding the middle class working family. You know, Barbara, last last Friday I had an appointment with a with an out of state client mm-hmm. and he was in state in our 
community for the holiday. Right. And so we met for an annual review and he's still working. Mm -hmm. And he, he said that he's really seen as has seen a small increase in his wages, even though he wasn't granted a a bonus or an increase or Mm -hmm. a wage increase. And he says, why is that? I says, well, because of a decrease in tax rate, tax rate or Mm -hmm. bracket. Exactly. And one of the things you're in the same bracket, but the rate went down. Right. Bracket may be changed too, but that's one of the things that the IRS was very busy doing in January of this, this year, earlier this year, right after the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act bill was passed. And that was very, very quickly integrating those new tax rates into payroll systems so that people could begin taking home more of their wages immediately. So in this particular situation, yeah, he went Mm -hmm. from um, being in the 15% tax bracket to 12 on those earnings. Mm -hmm. And I said, is that what you're seeing? He says, yes. Mm -hmm. And then I said, you might even see more of that when you actually file your taxes, when you get to apply the higher standard deduction. Exactly. So all in all, we've been talking about this all year long. We have, and I've had clients in, we started during tax season of last year actually trying to get the tax returns done uh, faster, if you will, so that we could spend more time on the back end saying, what if your 2018 is exactly like your 2017? Let's look at what that new tax code looks like. And there's some really good news in there. We've been using that really cool tax tool that Mm -hmm. we have that, like you just said, let's assume that 2017 income reporting and planning is going to be identical to 2018. Right. But just a new tax code. Uh-huh. The new the tax calculator that we have, the report is has been really fun and enlightening for people because they can actually see if everything is equal last year to this year, truly the impact that this new tax law is going to have on their pocketbook. Exactly. And you know, one of the things at Again, one of the reasons we started early in the year was trying to combat uh, bad information. I shouldn't even call it information. I should say it was bad data out there, you know, ruffling around in the media. A lot of misunderstandings and misconceptions were formed early. And one of the things that we took very much to heart was helping our clients understand how they'd be impacted and we have yet to find anybody whose tax bill went up. And we have people of all income ranges, children, no children, dividends, you know, a lot, a lot of income to not very much income. I have a few people who will be borderline, same over same, because they're benefiting from wider brackets and lower tax rates, but they may be losing a deduction that they previously had to, again, if we come back and really look at an income range for the middle income working family. Now that sounds like there's children there in the IRS definition of family, lots of positive changes there. So, you know, what I had thought maybe we could do, Ron, is kind of jump into a tax return. Well, let me, let me just describe for all of you out there today, Mm -hmm. 
I I had an appointment and this this couple, their income last year, this year, about 500000 a year. And under the old tax code, they were in a 39.6% tax bracket. Under, as the marginal rate, highest as income. The, mm-hmm. As the marginal rate. Under, they were just blown away that this year they're going to actually be in a 35%. Mm-hmm. And again, that's marginal. So for those of you out there, you may hear the words effective tax rate. You may hear the word marginal tax rate. Marginal would apply to the highest rate of the highest and last dollar of income that is taxed. Effective rate is when you simply take the tax that you pay and divide it into your AGI. Then you're going to get that blended rate because the higher the income you have, the more changes in the brackets. The 10% bracket stayed the same, but the what used to be 15 covers more income and has been reduced to 12%. So for somebody who's got about 70,000 married couple, about 70,000 in income, nothing changed in the first 10%. But if you use the standard deduction, you're getting a higher standard deduction than you used to. So you have less taxable income. You have lower percentage of tax applied in a couple of different brackets and we're seeing multiple benefit there. So So you really have to kind of go through some examples. After our break, we're going to jump right into a typical 1040 tax return. Mm -hmm. And talk about where some of those big, big changes are. And we'll be right back. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from American Financial Investments by visiting AmericanFinancialSecurity.net or calling us at 928-771-8368. So welcome back to Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara. We're having a discussion today about the new tax law, the Tax Cuts and Job Act uh, that was introduced earlier Mm -hmm. in 2018. And what we're going to talk about now is just how an individual tax return, uh, uh, some of the changes Mm -hmm. um, that will help people. Some might actually not be as helpful. Mm -hmm. So- Barbara, what what would you say is the most meaning and meaningful thing that people can look forward to in terms of the income and any changes as far as income this year? Well, I would say that might not be the happy area because if we start right off the bat with wages, um, more of your wages as you earn them are going to be subject to Social Security. So over the years, more and more of our income, Congress has voted more and more of our income be subject to Social Security and Medicare, and we're pushing into the 130000 and change this year. Um, now, for those of you out there, you may know that Medicare is paid and collected on every dollar of wages, whether it's $25,000, $25, 
of wage, the Medicare tax is going to be paid on every dime of earned income, W-2 income. Over the years, Social Security, only some of our wage income has been subject to Social Security. And a couple of years ago, Congress voted to accelerate how much of that uh, is becoming taxed by Social Security and until ultimately, I'm sure they're going to take the lid off. But for the income, the first thing that our high income earners are going to notice is that more of their wages are subject to Social Security. Um, so so for all those people out there that have uh, brokerage accounts, mm-hmm. any, any changes to uh, dividends, ordinary dividends, qualified dividends? No change to ordinary interest or dividends other than... By virtue of the word ordinary, those are going to be subject to less tax because just like wages, we have wider brackets that include more income of whatever variety, and then we have tax brackets, tax rates that have come down. So somebody might have had interest in dividends subject to tax at 15% or 25%. Now those will be 12% or 22% wherever all of their income comes in. So again, anything at ordinary is going to benefit from the lower tax rates. So there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that collect alimony Mm-hmm. from a previous spouse. Yes. How is that going to be treated differently this year? Well, it doesn't happen this year, but the divorce attorneys are scrambling because everybody wants their divorce finalized in 2018. That's the sunset of the alimony deduction. Uh, then it will become like child support for any alimony that is set after January of 2019 It'll be like child support. It's not deductible to the payer and it's not taxable to the recipient. So I suspect there will be more divorces where pensions, like the military has always done, they do a quadro at a divorce, a qualified domestic relations order. And whether you're old enough to start claiming a pension or anything, the military, they just separate it so that later on when somebody qualifies, Each of you get your half and it's reportable as income. You know, know, the crazy thing about that, and this is why the IRS changed it, is America cheats over billions of dollars on the 2014 and 2015 tax returns were deducted as alimony payments and less than 20% of those monies were claimed as income And it left the IRS to have to go chase people down. And they said, you know what? If people are going to abuse these, we're not going to grant it. So another topic, we have a lot of listeners. We Mm -hmm. have a lot of people in the Quad Cities here that own small companies. Small companies that their income from or loss, if that's the case, Uh on a Schedule C, which is right on the 1040. Right. Sole proprietor. Sole proprietor. So props, as we call them. Any changes that they can expect, anticipate relative to sole props? There are some really exciting changes to all small businesses. And maybe we can hold those, Ron, 
and go through more of the individual things first and then come back and, and come get back our, our baby businesses, our soul props, as well as our S-Corps partnerships and so forth. Yep. Okay. Traditional cap, cap gains or losses on, on the Schedule D, uh, gains or losses? Not much change. The tax code continues to grant lower tax rates to assets held what they consider to be long-term. And I just like to clarify, a lot of people will say long-term is you hold it a year. I want to make sure everybody out there says one year and one day. We always say 12 months plus one day to make that long-term. Short-term, long-term. Yep, short-term, long-term. And we continue to get the benefit of a capital gain, long-term capital gains rate at the tax rate lower than where you are. And this year, the highest rate for cap gains long-term, 20%. That's a reduction. Yes. So one of the other things, we we here in the Quad Cities are a, a retirement community, mm-hmm. have been for many years, continues to expand as a retirement community. Right. So what that means is when a lot of people, when they're not working anymore, they're over 59 and a half, they're going to stop t- start tapping into IRAs, mm-hmm. pensions, yep. annuities. And let's just talk about, is there any changes to those distributions? One of the things I know that have been really exciting and some people are taking advantage of is what we call a QCD or Qualified Charitable Donation. Dis- donation. Mm-hmm. Um, explain how how that can benefit people and if that's changing in any way. You know, it's not exactly a new strategy, but it is one that is even more valuable to many people who itemize largely to deduct charitable donations. Or or not taken advantage of to the level that maybe they would would otherwise. Exactly. You know, this year we're doing a lot of coaching on that for people who take money out of their IRAs, whether they're required to through a distribution because they're 70 and a half or because they're just taking a distribution. Um, The the old way, the traditional way, the way most companies would have you do it is say, hey, tell me how much you want to take and tell me if you want to do any withholding and tell me when you want it. Do you want your required distribution across 12 months? Do you want it all in December? Want it in January? When do you want it? Some of the companies actually have gotten pretty smart and they actually have on their required distribution form, do you want us to send these to any qualified charities? What happens is if the money goes directly from your IRA account to the charity of your choice, you still get credit for that distribution if it's a required one. You still get the charity, but you keep both off your tax return. You then take advantage of the larger standard deduction. Now, obviously, not everybody, you know, not everybody who takes their required distribution or who takes a distribution after 59 and a half is wanting it so they can give it to charity. So, you know, if you want it and you're still going to use it to buy a car or do something like that, the IRA comes to you, you get it deposited. It will be income to you. You spend it however you want. But there are some strategies around working to massage that income. If you can keep the IRA 
off of the income page, some or all of it, because of charity donations, maybe you can keep less of your social security from becoming taxable and take advantage of the larger standard deduction and come out ahead. We got to run to another break. We will be right back. Most people plan on taking their social security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call American Financial Investments at 928-771-8368 or visit AmericanFinancialSecurity.net to request your complimentary social security maximization report It will help you learn how to get the most out of your benefit. Well, welcome back to Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara. We're having a lively discussion about the new tax code. And, you know, there's a lot in here. And, you know, all of you out there that are earning income or taking income, drawing drawing income, uh, this is going to apply to you. There's very few people that we have found in retirement or in life that don't have to worry about income and taxation. Mm -hmm. That's right. So how about, how about people out there that have uh, rentals, real estate partnerships, uh, farm? You know, interesting. There have been some very favorable changes to uh, the rules around small businesses almost irrespective of how they're organized. Again, as you say, S-Corp, partnership, individuals that have rentals and so forth. There's some new good stuff there. Some of that really is what I call entity agnostic. The new depreciation rules apply across the entity. Uh, It doesn't really matter what you're in. We're going to come back and talk if we get to it on this show, if not another one, this whole aspect of a qualified business income and a new deduction there to really aid the small businesses. But before we get there, Ron, I want to come to an area on the tax return that we call below the line deductions. And these are adjustments to income. So if you're a teacher out there, Not that $250 is going to break the bank, but they renewed the $250 teacher education expense for qualified teachers. Um, One that is going away, a couple of them actually going away, the moving expense with the exception of active military, that is gone as a deduction. A lot of companies have requested people to move or people have chosen to move to a new city for a job opportunity, and they've been able to write off the cost of their van and packing and boxes and tape and movers and mileage and so forth. And that moving deduction is going to be gone. Um, The other one, we kind of talked about it, Ron, on the income for uh, reporting alimony, After this year, now for anything that's in existence, remember that Congress very rarely makes a tax law that undoes something uh, right in the middle of a year where you don't have time to plan for it. So this is one again where they say, boy, 
if you've been collecting and paying alimony and you've been deducting it and you've been claiming it on a divorce that's already final, you're fine. That is going to continue. So if somebody says, hey, look, Millie, your alimony isn't going to be taxable next year. Yes, it will, Millie. Just how, not a new one. How about the deductions that for incentivizing savings? So deductions from income for IRAs. Oh, and, absolutely. Those are still there. And I wish they would go up more than they do every year. That really encourages savings and People are going to really need those savings yes. in retirement. Yes. And so the ability to deduct a traditional IRA, if you're a small business and you participate in a self-employed uh, retirement plan of some kind, those continue. But basically going forward, no more moving expense and on new marriages, no more alimony deducted. How about the student loan interest deduction? Yes, up to 2500 and the income went up on that a little bit. So they tried to adjust uh, for inflation, any of the credits or deductions that really have kind of lagged for a cost of living adjustment. Okay. Uh, but let's, those were kind of the big ones there. Let's jump into these nice credits. Okay. Let's go to the credits then. And first I want to start with the standard deduction before we get to the those credits. Have, those have really changed. Those have really changed because exemptions went away. And so we no longer count noses in the same way and deduct 4000 or 3900 or whatever they let us do this year. So they're making adjustments to the standard deduction to try to account for that. Yep. So if you are single and 64 or under, your new standard deduction will be 12000 That's about 2000 more than you would have had with last year's standard deduction and exemption. And a couple? And a couple would be 24000 Remember, they always give us a break. Once we uh, develop a serious handicap like blindness, you get an extra deduction or you hit 65. 13, so if you're 1300 apiece, if right? If you're married, 1300 apiece. So if you're married to someone 65 and older and you're 65 or older, your new standard deduction is 26,600 right off the top. And that is about 3,000 more than it used to be. And a single person would be over 65. They get 1600 a little bit larger. So, so we get the, so with that doubling of almost doubling of the standard deduction, yes, and the lower tax brackets, truly people should see once they do their taxes this next year, or if they've had wages, a true reduction in their overall tax. Yes, and actually through a variety of these different changes, broader rates, lower taxes, different credits, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, the intent is at least a $2,000 savings for our middle-class working families. Before before our time is up, mm -hmm. um, in about 45 seconds, do we oh. have time to go through the AMT, the child tax credit? Yes, AMT, a lot, it, they tried to get rid of it. The darn thing is like a snake tax. under the rug. You can move it around, you can stomp it, but you can't kill the darn thing. They did raise many of the threshold levels. So although it is out there, I have already run some experiments. Many of our clients who used to be hit by AMT will not be hit 
in 2018. The other really good one that's really exciting to close out before the end of this show is for those of you with children 16 and under, the child tax credit has doubled from $1,000 to $2,000. And what a blessing for these working families. So any of you out there that have questions about your income for this 2018 year, and it's drawing to a close here in another month or so. It is. If you really don't know the answers, why don't and you, you give don't, us a call? And you don't you have someone call? you regularly go to for guidance. Give us a call. Us a call. 928-771-8368. Our website is AF, www.afs, the initials of one of our company, mm-hmm. afsprescott.com. That's our website. And for those of you out there, again, this is a great time to learn about how this new tax code is going to be experienced by you personally. And wouldn't you rather know about it now than the middle of March? Have a great week, Arizona. And we'll talk to you next Saturday. Thank you for listening to Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara. Give your financial future a jumpstart and call this week for your complimentary strategy session. Call 928-771-8368 or visit their website at afsprescott.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services offered through American Financial Investments, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and tax services are offered through American Financial Security. American Financial Investments and American Financial Security are affiliated companies. American Financial Investments, American Financial Security, Ron Stevenson, Barbara Clark Stevenson are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government entity.